What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
here from Grundahl. Teachley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. With us on the line, we've got none other than the winner of the 250 main event from this last weekend. Goes by the name of Zach Osborne. Zach, how's it going? Yeah, good, man. How are you? Hey, not doing too bad whatsoever. Uh, I'm back in Canada, and believe it or not, I actually have a pair of hockey skates on my feet right now, heat molding them for uh, next week's game. Sweet. There's nothing more Canadian than that, I don't think. Midday, skates already on my feet. Yeah, that's pretty pretty standard Canadian. No, no kidding. Um, but uh, congratulations on this last weekend. Um, it was uh, it was a pretty um, nail biting performance as far as uh, like getting to the front. But once you got there, um, it really established yourself as kind of like the guy to beat for this championship. Tell me about it. Yeah, definitely um, was able to uh, get out of that first turn carnage and. Um, start sort of seventh or eighth and uh come through the pack a little bit got third and then uh i tipped over myself so um made it a little bit harder than i needed to and then um went back to fifth or yeah fifth i think and um yeah just fought my way up to to the front and um was able to to pull a comfortable little margin and cruise it in for a win for sure. Now, when you came up on uh, on RJ, uh, it looked like you really did start to put a lot of pressure on him. That's probably uh, um, he's like, kind of forced him into a lot of mistakes as he started to kind of push his own pace. Uh, is that something that you were cognitive of, kind of keeping away from uh, him a little bit as you wanted to make your pass? Because um, it was it was clear that uh, you, you had him frazzled a little bit. Yeah, I knew um, once I caught him, I could kind of. I had a couple different places where I felt like I could. Um, really make it stick, and um, so I just try to kind of bide my time until I got him to one of those in the right position, and um, yeah, make a pass. Fair enough. So uh, le- the the weeks leading up to the, uh, the the opening round of the East series, um, what, like do you do you watch the 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 races uh, from from home? Obviously, you're you're based in Florida right now, I believe. Uh, do you watch the races? Are you champing at the bit? Like, does watching the races make you want to race that much more? Or uh, uh, what's your view on that? Yeah, for sure. I always watch the races, and um, yeah, sometimes I don't make it all the way through the mains um, on Saturday night because it's obviously you know midnight or, or after yeah. before they start on the East Coast. So that's sometimes tough. But um, yeah, I always try to to watch. I mean, this year I was really, really, really ready to go before um, Anaheim, so um, I had to kind of tone things back a little bit and uh, you know just control myself until till this East Coast could start. So yeah, it's definitely been been a challenge but um at the same time I, I do enjoy watching and being a fan as well so it's um it's been a been an interesting season so far 
Definitely. Uh, we've got uh, some guys going out. We've got guys uh, lead changes with the, the points lead in the 250 class on the West, uh, I believe, four different times, which is pretty amazing. Um, but uh, for yourself, uh, I liken this season for you much like uh, a Marvin Moosecan 2014, um, where he, he really seemed like a 450 guy riding in the 250 class, um, a, a guy who can really move the bike where he wants to put it, um, and, and not, not necessarily win at will, but just uh, have a real great command of your motorcycle. I think you're feeling the same way. Yeah, for sure. I feel good on the bike, and um, this is this is obviously my last year in the 250 class. So um, using this this season to try to try to kind of set myself up for next year. And um, like you said, I feel feel like I can put my bike anywhere and um, make moves. So um, definitely just trying to keep my head, uh, you know, good and clear and focus on myself for the rest of the season and hopefully take home another championship. So, so that being said, uh, like working with the motorcycle, working with a guy like Dave and obviously your suspension guys that, uh, that help you set the bike up, um, feeling comfortable with the motorcycle, does that force you to kind of like stay, stay at home as far as setup goes? Or does that also make you feel more free to kind of be more adventurous knowing that even if the setup's not exactly what you were hoping for, you can still make it happen? Um, we typically don't change very much. I'm, I'm more of a keep the same thing. Um, most of the time, you know, small changes here and there, but, um, as far as settings go, I like to keep the same thing and just, uh, do my hours at home and, and ride, uh, as much as I can on the same setting. That way that I know the bike, uh, really well and know exactly what I want as far as adjustments go when I do want to make adjustments. So, um, for me, it's just more of putting in time on, just the, something that I know really, really well. Um, so as far as uh, the, the, the Baker's Factory is concerned, uh, you're, you're still training there full-time, I, I imagine? Yeah. So with, with uh, the, the coming back of, of the, the different athletes that you guys are working with, um, like when, when did guys like uh, Brock, guys like uh, Marvin start to come back, and, uh, and, and what's the protocol as far as training and, and, and motos go? Like, uh, Are you out there first and they hunt you down, or, uh, or, or what's the order right now? Um, they came back, Mark came back last week and Brock came back this week and Jason as well this week. So, um, yeah, it just, it all depends on the day, um, as far as, as, as the pecking order, um, typically we all get a chance to lead or follow and, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fair normally. So, so safe to say that, uh, you're able to, uh, at least put down lap times to catch at least one of those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it all depends on the day and how everyone's feeling and, um, you know, how, how good or not I'm feeling. And, I mean, it, it varies. So, yeah, I mean, that's the goal, but it, it doesn't always happen. Fair enough. Um, of course, you'd mentioned last next year you're going to be a 450 guy. Uh, did that encourage you to uh, spend any extra time out on the West Coast uh, this year to kind of get used to riding that uh, that West Coast dirt? Uh, almost kind of uh, the earliest part of last year, or do you feel like next year is when you'll start to do that, uh, spending more time out west? Because uh, although maybe not as drastic as years previous, uh, there is a big difference between the the dirt on the west or dirt, dirt on the east. Um, yeah, I mean, I raced West Coast for five years, um, before last year, so I feel like I have a pretty good idea. Um, I just did the normal four weeks in January in California and, uh, then came back here to Florida. 
Fair enough. So a brand new motor package for 2018. Uh, what's the biggest difference uh, in, in your motorcycle from the year previous? Um, I, I understand that uh, I was talking to Michael Mosman, who is unfortunately out with, uh, with an injury, but uh, he said the brand new motor package is, uh, is pretty unreal. Uh, I, I don't think we have a new motor package. I mean, my bike's pretty much the same as it was, um, last year, just okay. some, some updates to, um, the head and stuff. But like, as far as a complete new engine, we don't, we don't have anything like that. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the, that's the change that, uh, I had Dave on uh, last week and maybe that's what he was alluding to. Um, uh, okay. working with, uh, with Feeney for, I believe three years now, um, like, how has the relationship grown? How, how much, like, obviously you trust, trust the heck out of the guy, but uh, how well does he know you on race day as to, uh, like, uh, encourage or, or uh, and stuff like that? Yeah, I think um, we've grown. Yeah, I mean, we're still growing as a group, um, but uh, he knows he's more of a mellow guy, and um, I'm typically a little more high-strung, so it's, it's a good combo for race day just to um, – you know, for him to keep me calm, and um, yeah, we work really well together, so I feel like it's something that um, maybe we'll both retire from together. There you go. That would be kind of cool to uh, continue on with your professional, your 450 career uh, with the same mechanic. I think uh, that's just a, a, an extra kind of piece of the puzzle that on for race day, I believe, you guys, when, when all you have to worry about is going fast on the motorcycle, you guys can make something uh, truly special happen. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's... Uh, Trust is a paramount, so uh, yeah, if you don't have a guy you trust, then you might as well just uh, try to find someone else, and uh, that's something that Dave and I have, uh, you know, really well, and um, something we enjoy doing together, so it's uh, it's really good. Fair enough. So what what is, what is your strategy on uh, on on race day when you're in in qualifying? Some guys throw down uh, kind of a one lap at a time. Some guys like to group two or three laps at a time to to get that fast lap. Uh, how do you approach it? Um, I've done both and, and it all kind of depends on how the day's going. Um, I feel like it used to be, you know, you could just do a couple of heaters in a session and, and be okay. But now with the progression of, of everyone and, and the fitness and everything, it's, uh, it's more like you're going to need six or seven heaters in a session to, to really make a difference. So, um, I try to, you know, not do too many, but, um, get as many as I can in and, and group two or three together or do a single here or there. It just depends on, um, how each one feels. And if I feel like, you know, if it's the end of the session and I'm close on time, then, um, you know, maybe I, I do two together because the one that, uh, I did before wasn't that good. So it just kind of all depends on, um, where I'm at as far as time wise and, how the track is and everything. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Flyracing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at flyracing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action 
than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler at Dicknap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. The collectivexp.com as well as the collective ex on instagram is where you can find the collective experience do so immediately the collective experience nobody gets you closer what's wrong jeff i don't know jay well you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran oats and bran i didn't think there was such a thing that's what i used to think now i start out every morning with a bowl of amigos for extreme kids like us That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your 
mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of a more, of a more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens. You're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you. And uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to viral for uh, and, and they'll take care of you. No questions asked. Um, so check out the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. For sure. Now, like this weekend, uh, the top five guys separated by less than one second. In fact, uh, the, the top three, which you we were included in, by less than half a second, um, which is actually pretty impressive to me in thinking that it was a longer lap time, close to one minute. Um, and there's a within that minute, there's a lot of opportunities to make a mistake and lose a, a quarter second here, a, a, a tenth there. Um, like, how, how do you guys become so consistent with your laps? Like, was that uh, Predominantly with the 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 jump combinations being like um, pretty basic as far as what you could do, or, or does that have anything to do with like uh, the the just the layout in general? Um, yeah, sometimes, and I think this weekend uh, the reason it was so close was because the loops were small, and um, like you said, the jump combinations were all pretty basic for the most part. So I think that 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 is a huge contributing factor as to you know how open the field is or or isn't. For sure. Now, uh, like leading into the the next three rounds, it's all it's all baseball. It's all uh, football stadiums out, out east for the most part. Not a lot of baseball stadiums that you guys get into. Uh, I find that the baseball, the football stadiums, rather um, provide sometimes some, sometimes provide more better racing with uh, like more 180 degree turns that are available with like just the, the different track layouts that they can come up with. Um, with a with a, a track that has that many 180 degree turns, does that make the the start less important as far as you can make those passes? Because when it's around the baseball stadium, uh, like like say like a, a San Diego for example, uh, those guys basically did a, a kind of a, a ring all the way around the track, and it was kind of follow the leader. Um, no, I mean the start's super important. Um, just like two times last year, I was down on the first turn, and that's that's a nightmare. So. Um, definitely always the start's important and, and at the back there's just so much carnage on the first couple laps so um, it's important to, to get a good start always Oh, oh, always like the the start is a huge part of it. Uh, but I, I just more or less just mean like, the fact that there is more more passes and opportunities with those layouts. But uh, like your season going forward, um, like. Like what? What kind of like exclamation point would you like to put on this season as far as uh, carrying the number one both indoors and out, and uh, moving on to the four fifty class? I mean, uh, two two more championships is what we started this uh, this season with, but you know, with uh, the outdoors going four fifty and stuff, um, it we'll see. You know, uh, first we have to to finish the Supercross season strong and um, get some more wins, and, and hopefully another number one played, and then we'll uh, we'll continue from there. Fair enough. So, like, uh, can you can you at this point forecast when you might uh, start putting some outdoor laps on a 450? Uh, possibly when the uh, when the series goes uh, takes a short hiatus for the uh, the Western rounds to uh, complete. No, I think um, the first outdoor test is uh, is Easter, but uh, I don't know if I'll be ready um, to start with it then. So we'll just have okay. to kind of play it by ear and, and see what happens. And uh, you know, I'm sure we can. Uh, Get get plenty of time in between now and May.
What do you like about riding a 450 in like in comparison to the 250? Uh, how, how does it complement your style? How do you have to change your riding style uh, to adapt to the motorcycles? Because they are very different. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm an aggressive rider. I'd like to to attack the track and um and the race at all times. And uh, with the 450, I, I think it's it's just a little bit harder to do that because of the weight and uh you know the the size difference and everything. I think um I'm definitely gonna have to tone it down a little bit and uh just try to build the fitness up to to be able to before I can you know press the way I do press on the 250. That's one thing I did notice uh, when you were on the line there. Uh, so you, you seem to have put on a little bit of uh, some size in the shoulders and, and your, your upper body going into the season. Um, is that is that uh, an observation of mine that's correct, or are you are you putting on a little bit of size to to, to manhandle a little 450 once you uh, once you get there? Um, no, not really. I mean, definitely the 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 goal for me to put on size. So. Um... Uh, yeah, I try not to. I mean, I'm like one pound heavier than I was last year. So, um, yeah, um, maybe, uh, maybe that's the way it looks, but, uh, it's definitely not the case. I mean, um, Alan's a, a lean and mean guy. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely don't want any bulk. Fair enough. So all of that one pound is nothing but shoulders. I imagine. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, you you were able to ride press day this last weekend. How important is that for you guys to to get a little bit of time on the track, uh, sort some things out, maybe make a clicker change here or there, uh, or is it just uh, like it's, it's, they're all super cross tracks and uh, a little extra time is isn't a bad thing? Um, I mean, a little extra time isn't a bad thing. I I, I like the press day deal. Um, it kind of sucks in the aspect that. Um, you know, it takes away our Friday uh, that we mm-hmm. normally kind of have to relax and, you know, do a little bit of training. But at the same time, you get to learn the track and you get to, uh, you know, put away all the obstacles pretty much for the most part um, before practice even starts. So it's really good to just kind of get out there and get some time on the track and um, have a good idea of where you're going to where you're gonna start out on, on Saturday morning. It's almost like an extra session. So, um from the training standpoint for you, you'd mentioned that, uh, that you sometimes do that on like uh, a little bit of uh, maintenance on Friday uh, before before a, a later flight or something like that. But um, like when it comes to looking at a training regiment for a particular day, what what on that uh, regiment do you look forward to? What do you kind of dread as far as uh, an exercise or um, whether it be rowing or, or like I, I doubt you guys do a lot of running. What's uh, what's something that you enjoy? What's something that you dread? Um. I enjoy the riding. I enjoy cycling. Um, pretty much everything but rowing is is what I enjoy. <laughs> Just like the 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 like kind of the monotony of staying in one spot rowing for for uh, like probably a uh, better part of forty 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 five minutes. Uh well, it's normally like twenty or twenty five. But yeah, I yeah. mean, um, I just uh, I'm an outside guy, and I'd rather rather be outside. I mean, it's a great workout and. Um, I, you know, I can't really knock it, but at the same time, I'd rather be outside and, uh, you know, be running or riding my bicycle. Fair enough. Now, uh, you are, you're a dad now. You've, you've, uh, I believe Emery is, uh, damn near two years old. She's a little person now. How's dad life t- treating you? Yeah, man, it's really good. Um, she's actually a little over three now, so. Oh, wow. She's, okay. she's uh, pretty self-sufficient and, um, you know, has a personality of her own, so she's, uh, she's super fun. Um, we didn't actually take her to Dallas, but she'll go to the rest of the races. 
Awesome. Well, looking forward to uh, seeing her run around in Atlanta. Uh, Zach Osborne here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Uh, Zach, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. I really appreciate you giving me a slice of your Wednesday and wish you the best luck heading into uh, Tampa, which uh, we haven't been there in almost 10 years. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, it's close to, to home. You know, it's only an hour from where we live, and um, it's nice. nice to have a race, another race here in Florida. So it's, it's really cool. No time zone change whatsoever. Uh, Zach, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.